This is the Bear Country Outdoors Barely a Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Joyce, and with me is James Forslund and Chris Cantrell. Thanks for joining. Welcome back, guys. We're here in the butcher shop over at James's house. We just wrapped up cutting up my buck that I shot this last weekend, and we're uh, reaping some of the rewards here, eating some deer steak, and it is mighty, mighty good, guys. I know. We've had some good tenderloin, some backstrap, maybe a little bit of hindquarter, kind of just a little bit of everything. And sorry if we're just looking like a bunch of Neanderthals eating with our fingers, but it's mm. it's too good. <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been picking at this deer for the last three hours. Yeah. Doug just kept cooking and me and Chris kept cutting. It's just too damn good. Good stuff. So we got a lot coming up. We're gonna wrap up the season here. We're also gonna wrap up the uh first season of our podcast as well mm-hmm. for the year. It's kind of crazy. Looking forward to another season of that. It's going to be a good old time. So stay tuned. And sorry that we haven't been on it lately. We've well, been really <laughs> busy trying to finish out our hunting season. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've been in a dark place. <laughs> we'll get more into that <laughs> we'll story. We'll get more into that story. It's coming. But 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 before before we that, that, why don't you, uh, why does it someone spill the beans a little bit more about the film coming out? So we, Bear Country, outdoors have a we have a we have a film we have like a legit it's a it's a movie it's a it's a film it's a full length film it's a full length feature length son of a gun so to kind of preface this i anyone who hasn't ever tried to make a movie like a legit movie holy shit yeah it's a lot of work it's a lot it's a lot it's a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. I was going to say, do you want to bring up how much it costs? Yeah, like you no. want a new pickup truck or you want a film? That's, and we're not talking a gas pickup truck either. We're talking a diesel pickup truck. Like yeah. it's super expensive and it's a lot. It's a time commitment. Mm-hmm. It's a financial commitment. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of back and forth and and hardships and and all sorts of so a lot of planning yeah so we we the mental stress too Mm -hmm. because you have to you're thinking about it on top of that is trying to have a successful hunt too yeah (laughs) which you have no control over yeah exactly (laughs) it's it's been there's been some ups and downs yeah oh yeah ups and downs 100 yeah but we we got it done and we're we're right on the verge it's it's almost complete tell us about the details so uh february 9th the lincoln theater save the date yeah february 9th february 9th lincoln theater it's a friday friday right yep friday Friday night friday night yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. uh so doors open at six film starts at seven um tickets are 25 bucks and people are gonna say geez 25 bucks for a film that's a lot of money number one no it's not but but <laughs> but we're gonna give away a shit ton yeah of stuff that's part of the reason why we're having tickets be 25 bucks is because it's gonna be worth it because we're planning on giving away a gun right of at some least sort. at least one gun at least one gun and we're going to give away some other really cool prizes that we have a bunch of like. stuff so obviously this is kind of a, like a uh 
you know, uh, it's been a work in progress, but we're going to reach out to some of our sponsors, which I'm sure we'll get donations from. So we're going to have like, t- it's going to be like, if I had to guess, we'll have like 10 grand worth of stuff that we're giving away. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're, if you don't want to win 10 grand worth of stuff, don't spend 25 bucks. Don't come. Cause you're not, yeah. our, you're not, you're not our guy. You're not our people. You're not our right. gal. That's fine. It's going to be, it's going to be worth it. 25 and, bucks, like one beer now in a bar, you know, and a lot of people probably are wondering like what this film is going to be about. And, and honestly, it, the message itself is worth the film. Like, you, give us a, give us a, like a cliff notes, just like a, a, a quick rundown. So as most of you know, we're very big advocates for predator management. We're big advocates for bear hunting and not only bear hunting, but showing the benefits of bear hunting and the benefits of conservation and hunting in general in trying to put that in a different light for the general public. So in this film, we kind of try to punch home the message of, hey, we're hunters. This is our lifestyle. This is what we stand for and this is how we utilize you know like the meat and everything and a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot more involved with bear hunting than just shooting a bear and putting a rug on the wall right you know for us anyway and for a lot of people and most people in that i know that bear hunt they use use the animal and they use you know as much of it as they can and just I think, like this, we used a, some bear fat to cook this deer in. That's right. We cooked all this deer that we're eating right now so in bear fat, bear fat, and it it's really awesome. So we're gonna we're gonna try to try to make this film a success and get through to as many people as possible. And hopefully, this will get in front of some new faces that maybe people that are not so familiar with hunting and try so. to you know portray us in a good light. So I think so. So James said before the podcast started, he's like, we're not going to talk politics. Yeah. So we're not. And, and I feel like a lot of people that are anti-bear hunting could possibly lean, potentially, maybe, I don't know, more left. And hopefully some of those people realize like, hey, what the TV says isn't always true. You know, like maybe these guys have a good point. Like, hey. We, every, every person on the planet right now has come from a hunting background, whether you like it or not. If you're a vegan, guess what? Your ancestors hunted. That's how you got here. So we're just trying to get back to our roots, so to speak, and just show people like, Hey, like this is what we do. We hunt Mm -hmm. and we, and we, and we eat and it's fellowship and it's, it's camaraderie. It's, It's everything involved. And I think that, um, we're also doing a public service right. type of thing, too, because I made a note that we're also helping all the locals, too, because a lot of people have range cattle in a lot there's of areas. A, there's that a lot hunt. more to uh, bear hunting and predator management than just especially the Especially just the hunting. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Washington State, holy cow, what a mess we're getting into. But not to get too deep into that, because obviously we have a wolf and, and soon-to-be grizzly bear problem, but... <laughs> As far as the bears are concerned, like, yeah, they're, I mean, they're like a, they're an alpha predator in Washington state and you need to management. I I feel like, you know, I'm not a biologist, but at the same time, like 
I listen to what they say. You have to management. You have to have a management plan for the predator population. You have a management plan for the undulate population. If when when those like when you drop the ball on one, which we're kind of doing right now, not to get get back into the politics mm-hmm. with our game commission, but <clears throat> when you drop the ball on one, say for instance, hypothetically speaking, the predator population, and when they grow, and you leave the undulate population, the management plan the same and you change it for the predators, then the predators overtake the undulates and all of a sudden you don't have an undulate population to hunt anymore. Weird. Mm-hmm. Now we don't yeah. have any hunting seasons for anything. And mm-hmm. in the ungulate, they also have very many different variables that they have to deal with too. Like recently we had a bad case of a blue tongue in this state and that mm-hmm. wiped out a lot. And you know we had some really hard winters and that really was, was a big deal. Right, for so the, if you don't compensate for for the the hardships and stuff on the ungulate population by managing predators yeah it can it can turn bad really quick but yeah so long story short i'm looking forward to the film though i think that i think that we all worked really hard we mm -hmm. did a good job well and the other thing too is is like this is this is a public film like it's not this isn't a public you know like a private invite event this isn't like hunters only like we're putting it out there. It's advertising to the general public. I mean, we paid an advertise, you know, yeah. uh, if, fee. If uh, Lorna Smith wants to spend 25 bucks and come learn what it is to be a, mm-hmm. you know, a bear hunter, a bear hunter, <laughs> like, come on up. I'm, I'm totally open to it. You know, who knows? Right. Maybe it'll change your, I her, think her there's a process. good chance that we might end up with quite a few people that are just randomly going to, I mean, posters are going up yeah. all over in our area. And I'm not sure if they're putting them up in like Whole Foods or like, you know, <laughs> where they're going. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. So it's going to be interesting to see what crowd comes out of this. And, you know, honestly, I'm kind of excited for it because if we're going to majorly reach the masses, we need new people to see to this see kind it. of stuff and experience it and be have their eyes open to and it. And hear our message. Right. Yeah. Because if we don't, then eventually we're just going to get chipped down to nothing. So... We need some change. That's for sure. Yep, we got to hit. The, we got to hit the public. But February 9th. Yep. February 9th. Uh, doors open at six. Uh, we may possibly do some sort of early VIP something. We may possibly do a week early VIP viewing. Um, this is we're doing this podcast a week before Christmas, so you can imagine like. The there's a lot of brainstorming going on. There's a lot of stuff going do. on. I haven't even started Christmas shopping yet. And my wife, and my <laughs> daughter are going to murder me along with the rest of my family. So, um, so you could imagine, but, uh, I'll, I think we're all really excited. I'm excited. Yeah. We've worked really, really, really hard on this. It's been a long season and we're all ready to kind of close the, Close, close the chapter on this close film. Close the chapter on the film. Yeah. See the reap the fruits of our labor, I guess, and see where it takes us. Speaking of seasons and fruits of labor, and uh, those those of you who are not blacktail hunters, um, it's 
I would say probably like if you were going to like rank it on a scale of zero to frustration, it'd be probably like 37 above the frustration. Thing. <laughs> um, That's the truth. Uh, it's, it's a fact. If you've never had it, it's like it's like Coos Gear times 10, I feel like right. sometimes. Right. Oh, my gosh. You know, because Coos Gear is like all in the open and guys talk about how tough Coos bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like you sit on a hill in glass like, yeah, they're not easy to see. But like Blacktail, you hunt them in the in the western Washington rainforest good night what yeah. a pain in the butt good luck they literally are the ghosts of the woods like i have never even heard one like even in the, all the time that i've spent out there hunting i've never when heard, they've no. come into I've wherever never, i've never, never heard even one. heard a peep no no they're not unless you blow them out absolutely yeah. silent mm-hmm. yeah and they're they're this terrain that they live in the areas that they like to hide in their bedding areas forget about it like you're not getting anywhere close to their bedding areas no like these animals are the pinnacle of a challenge when it comes to hunting deer i think we should start with james because he's the first one who filled his tag and then i'll go oh yeah we we didn't have a podcast after that yeah so james Mm -hmm. filled his tag i'll make mine really quick because my story's not that interesting (laughs) oh no don't 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 count them out pretty good and then chris will go and then doug will finish off with the killer story either way so this podcast might go a little long so they're all the blacktails are just a a crazy species though it's funny because all three of us had multi-season tags this year all three of us hunted multiple species of deer this year and all three of us ended up shooting blacktails this year yep we all finished off with blacktails and uh there's a reason for that i mean we were we were hunting um seasons that were pretty challenging for whitetail and for mule deer yes and none of 100%. us none of us found the right buck to put a tag on during those seasons so so it's a tough go you know both chris and doug had target animals like animals that they were after me i i didn't care i had i had a plan of shooting a a white tail and that plan got shot down uh because of wolves and so but did we we did a podcast about your idaho trip right yep yep okay. we already we already right. talked about that okay. so you shot a smasher black tail over there already so or white tail smasher white, white tail, tail. Yeah, yes. yeah yeah so like in idaho yeah danny, danny i was yeah. I was happy shooting a nice white tail over there. I wanted to, you know, be a little greedy and get a nice white tail in Washington as well. But so fast forward to my unsuccessful oh, deer season hunting white tail. Experimental. I think we'll go with the experimental. Okay. If, for those of you who are listening. Um, oh boy. It's getting rowdy, boys. Doug and Chris are picking out beers right now. So they're not talking about experimental deer Co- hunting. Costco has a voodoo <laughs> ranger pack. That was uh, generously provided by 12th Fan Carpet Cleaning. Thank you, 12th Fan Carpet Cleaning. That's one of our sponsors. Uh, if you need your carpets cleaned. Heavily involved. Heavily. Snohomish, King County, 
Skagit County, Pierce County, Western Washington. No, don't say Pierce County. Don't say Okay, far. all right. It better be a big job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, King County is it about better as far be a big job. Better be high paying. But thanks, twelfth fan carpet. I I personally use them. Thank you so much. <laughs> Same here. So, yeah, it's the great discounts for the friends. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> so big supporter. Back to back to the story after our little yeah, uh, yeah. sponsor shout out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I I got a nice a nice whitetail in Idaho. Tried to get tried to double down in Washington, didn't happen. So I came back home, and I think at that point I was pretty much like I had so much going on. My life was crazy with with work and with everything we were, else. We were past we were past the modern season. Yep, we're past we're, modern. We were past we're, the. Uh, what was it? The the late, the late season. Yep, the late modern season on the east side, mm-hmm. and basically all that was pretty much left was Western Washington blacktail. Yeah, so we had so late muzzleloader, uh, blacktail, and then it was followed right after. Uh, well, muzzleloader and archery were both. Yeah, they were the kind of overlapping. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. So, opening day. I think it was opening day of muzzleloader like season. Yeah, like it was. I and this is you know what like five minutes into the hey, yeah. no. <laughs> no shame, Jim. No. no shame. I'm just gonna let it all out there. This is what happened. Okay. So those of you who know me well know that I am not one to turn down a good yard deer when it comes around. On my property, if a if I get a buck and I feel like it's a good time to do it, that's what I like to do. It makes it really easy. I hunt my ass off all year long. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's good just to take a nice easy one. So yep. I'm literally walking out my door to go to work. And I wa- I'm not paying attention. And I walk out and I see this deer standing on my property, you know, kind of off <laughs> by the barn. <laughs> right. And I'm like, huh. I'm like, that kind of looks like a buck. So I run back inside and I grab my binoculars mm-hmm. and I throw my binoculars up. I'm like, Oh, it is a buck. It's not real big though. It's a, t- it's a, a two point. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I am kind of done with the season. I'm like, it would be super easy and it would be good eating. I'm like, ah, forget it. I was like, I just want to meet deer, you know? And they're so good by the way. Yeah. yeah. They're so oh, good. Especially this oh, one. I've been yeah, eating my was, apple yeah, trees say, all year. What has he been eating? Right. Yeah. So I had this, it was standing at a, uh, I don't know. It's not an apple tree. It's like something, some little tiny, it's almost like a crab apple looking thing. I've right off the top of my head, I can't remember what it's what it's called, but they're late season. Hmm. And he's standing over there. And I go, okay, if he gives me long enough to go inside, grab my muzzle loader, load it, and then come back out, he's gonna get it. It's meant to be. Yeah. And if he doesn't, if he runs off, whatever, you know, it's not it's not yeah. a big deal. I still got not more the time in the season to hunt. And so I go in, I grab my muzzle loader, I load it. Chris is hungry. I walk out. He's still standing there and he's looking at, now he's getting nervous, you know, I'm like, and he's like, yeah, I see you all the time because I've seen this buck probably, you know, a dozen times. Right. And just gave him the pass, gave him the pass. But I was, I was done with the season and, uh, it was getting towards the end. I didn't, I didn't care, dude. I just wanted to fill my tag. And, uh, so I, I put the, I put the muzzle loader on him and he's kind of giving me a frontal shot. And granted, I've never shot a deer with a muzzleloader. I've I've hunted the muzzleloader season, but I've never shot one with a muzzleloader. Right. You know, and and so this would be my first muzzleloader deer. And I put 
I put it right on his chest and I'm like, ah, that's, you know, there's a lot that can happen with open sights. So I'm like, ah, I'll aim, aim a little high, like between its neck and its chest. And it's a big bullet. So it should, yeah. it should do the trick. Yeah. And I, I pull off and I, I shoot. And of course, all you see is a big cloud of smoke. <laughs> and, but I can see, like, as soon as I shot, I kind of took my eyes off of what I was doing with the gun and watched it. And it hit it right in the base of the neck. And it literally lifted him off the ground, like, like black beauty style. And then he fell down and his front legs hit the ground and they folded and then his back legs were still in the air. And then he just tilted over and he was just like dead, deader than dead. Yeah. And I was like, wow, man, these muzzleloaders are awesome (laughs) because they're just a big slug, you know, they don't shoot super fast, no, but they're like getting hit by like a freight train. So it was, yeah. What was it like a three, 400 grade? <laughs> I can't remember what green the bullet is. It's over 300 though. That's a lot. That's a big one. That's a big bullet. So, yeah, so I was I was super stoked and then I got to have like, you know, the kids come out and look at it like cuz they're getting ready to go to school and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, "Come here, come here, hurry up. Come out here and look at this deer." And then so they're all playing with it. Their hands are bloody and they're yeah. getting ready to go to How school. Cool like, go is wash that? your hands. Dude, it's the best. Yeah. You know, like I try to get my kids right involved with it as much as possible. Yeah. Can't so, beat that. and then you just, you know, you just grab a wheelbarrow and throw it in the wheelbarrow and <laughs> push it over to the, to the barn and have the electric String game voice. And it was nice. But then, then, Chris, it, then it got real interesting when all this was happening, this whole season come from October until now we'd been sending each other pictures oh, yeah. of bucks. I don't know, probably every day. Just about every day between the three of us, one of us was sending a buck picture every day. Yeah. yeah. Mostly, mostly just you and Chris back and forth. <laughs> and then I'd be like, well, here's my two points in my, <laughs> well, we're, I think we're all pretty busy guys, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and in the later in the season you get the tougher it gets hundred percent. I think it's tougher mentally too. Yeah. Like, yes. Especially for blacktail. So, um, in Western Washington here, we are allowed what, like 10 gallons of bait or something like that, mm-hmm. right? At mm-hmm. a time. Yep. So basically, I put out a bag of corn, right? Mm-hmm. Two five gallon buckets. Yeah. And a, and a, and a 40, bag of, 40 pound bag of corn is like, it's less than five gallons. But mm-hmm. um, like I'd put one of those out. And I, and I figured, like, in my mind, th- this is how I justify the, the financial cost of it <laughs> is like. I don't even think about it. I'm, I think like, oh, maybe I'm helping the deer, you know, like m- maybe there's one sickly deer that's going to make it to the winter because I gave it, you know, this extra, yeah, the extra food source, right? Yeah. Even though like where I live, there's shit tons of food. There's I mean, so much food. There's so much food. amount of food. Yeah. 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 I mean, nothing ever really dies. No. It's mostly green here year you, round. You can't, you can't fathom a deer dying of starvation where we live. No. Right. So I'm thinking like. Corn is obviously an incredibly highly dense caloric food, right? Like so, yeah, like, a lot of sugar, yeah. So a lot of the fats that they need. So long story short, I bought a bunch of corn. Mm-hmm. How much I'm not going to tell you. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it, was a, it was. It got laid. You know, it's it's a it's forklift esque. <laughs> like 
Okay. <laughs> I wasn't how, quite on how long, I wasn't quite on that level, but I was getting close. So how long were you feeding deer and from what point? Because you're only allowed to put out ten gallons at a time, so you put out one bag. Like, so I'm just putting one, one bag out at a time, right? But how long is it taking for them to go through that? Um I I I put feed out for deer for three months. Okay. Three months worth. See? Pro tip right there. It was almost a bag a week for me. Really? So I was putting out a bag. But I was also day. feeding about. Really? How like, many deer did you have coming in though? Probably probably six or seven deer. Okay. Yeah. So six that's, or seven that's deer about would right. come in. But I would have six or seven deer and then I would have a night in, mm-hmm. in a night, right? And then I'd have possums come in and then I'd have squirrels and I'd have raccoons and I'd have all these other critters. I was just going to say the same thing. You know, coming in. And, <laughs> and 40 pounds doesn't last a night. It would be gone. No. It would be completely gone. Yeah. So, you know, a bag like a regular, imagine like you go to the feed store and get a 40 pound bag. And then I started mixing it with molasses and then it, would, it wouldn't last half a night. Hmm. You know? And so next thing you know, I got these morbidly obese animals running around <laughs> my property, Jeez. right? And they started getting used to it. It's like as soon as that bag got cut open, oh, yeah. they knew. Yeah. Because it came, it started getting like that for me. Mm-hmm. Whenever I would put out some fresh corn, within one day, the deer, they're hammering it all night long. And I think that, I think... I think we're all the same in the fact that I love seeing the animals, right? And it's not the fact that like I gotta I gotta hunt them and 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 you know like or or if if I was a you know anti hunting type person, be like murder them, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, even like you know, it's like trapping season right now. I still I have the I run the cameras. I pay the fees right for the cameras. Yeah. Right, Doug. Same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I pay I don't know thousand dollars a year, probably more than that for for cameras, and way 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 more than a thousand dollars a year for for um for feed right, and so I'm paying all this money, and I just like I like seeing my cell phone go off and saying hey you know like. Mm-hmm. something's at your bait whether it's, it's whether it's, it's a blue fun. jay yeah it's super fun yeah it's a you blue get to jay see what's in the or area. a rabbit or mm-hmm. uh, a raccoon or you know whatever it is like i like and don't get me wrong like when the big buck comes in like <laughs> i like i really like that <laughs> hey, right you really like that but <laughs> it's a it's just it's a i think for people who work a lot like we all do mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's like a little it's it's like a little reward you mm-hmm. know like well, and it's giving back to the animals. You know, there's a lot of people. So like, it's controversial, obviously, on the East Coast. Like, that you can't bait mm-hmm. deer or elk or bears or I'm um, actually no, I think they can bear bait, which doesn't make any sense. They can bear bait, but they can't bait deer. Yeah, but it's kind of flip flopped here. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. It'll yeah. it'll eventually go away here, I'm sure. But for right now, we're gonna ride this train until we can't because <laughs> otherwise we. <laughs> We ain't killing no big blacktail. Yo, <laughs> I mean, no, you never I have gotten lucky and killed some nice blacktails, you know, but it's a lot easier to do it using bait. Yeah. Well, the thing is like the, like we're saying, like the. And some people are going to get pissed off at this podcast. The guys who bait that want to stay a secret are going to get pissed off. But. But the, that's okay. Like say for instance. <laughs> yeah, this to, is the truth. Like to the each ba- their own. The baiting versus not baiting thing whichever way you I stand. honestly don't think that you could hunt 
blacktails in this state without baiting. I mean, you and can most in I'm, a you lot have of to areas. Beat the piss out of it, though. Yeah, I mean, there's so many areas that mm-hmm. you could hunt them that is so thick that. But I think it's I think it's a risk reward thing. It's like, what's the benefit of if you us baiting versus mm-hmm. not baiting? Like, like I said, like I'm feeding probably dozens of of critters, right? And and that's on my pocketbook. It freaking sucks. It's a shit ton of money. Like literally, like I'm getting pallets of corn at a time, right? <clears throat> and then molasses, and then all the other crap that I'm feeding these critters, and I just like seeing them. And I take one. I take mm-hmm. one animal. Yeah, that's it. And I'm done. And I'm still feeding them. Yep. You know, like as soon as the, the snow hits, like I'm making sure that I have enough, like to keep that up through the winter. I'm not I'm just cutting them off and being like, ha ha, I got you. You know. Yeah. So I think that people who are anti-baiting have never have never really looked at it in the sense of like okay what is the what are the benefits and you know what are the negatives i'm sure that there's like in the like james had mentioned the east coast thing as far as the negatives go like yeah the the deer contact because there was uh you know um you know ehd and stuff like that like uh you know like yeah that that can happen but at the same time like it's gonna when they get that bad it's gonna happen like Mm -hmm. you know when you get blue tongue and you get all this stuff like it's you're not gonna stop it right you know a couple guys buying deer from cabela's or corn from cabela's to feed the deer is not it's that's not gonna that's not the the catalyst you know right so no definitely not well so now that we've talked about the technique here yeah technique let's get to let's get to the good stuff so chris was the the second one to fill his uh washington tag. washington tag it was a so, long it was a long road so tell us boys. a little bit about that tell us how did this happen let's hear the story so we need some special effects right now let's bring you back and it's like so in 2022 i had a very intimate relationship with a buck for months and months and months, mm-hmm. the same thing, um, you know, feeding these deer. I think, I think it caught me under its spell too. I think I yeah. spent some time. Yeah, Doug spent it. some time too. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Doug yeah. tried to kill that buck too. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I ended up shooting a doe. It, but I mean, I put it, some meat in my freezer, and she's mighty tasty. You know, that's right. That's what we're here for. Sometimes right? you Sometimes. just you're just okay with just shooting a smaller buck or shooting a doe or yeah. whatever, and just filling yeah. your tag. And that's the, good. The thing is, if these if these 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 fur pillows weren't filled with such delicious <laughs> interior <laughs> meats, you know, like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I know, I know yeah, dude. We're 100%. eating it right now. So this buck. Um, so those of you who don't know, I have a I have a very jacked up plate in my left arm. I had some horrible surgery down in Overlake. Uh, medical center and my arm is incredibly crooked and I still have to get it fixed. But so I have this giant plate in my arm. My bone is very crooked. There's a, there's a nerve problem and I can't, I can't pull my bow very effectively. It's incredibly painful. And, um, I'm archery hunting this deer last year and I knew he looked a little young, but he had a, just a smasher rack. I mean, like a really, really, really yeah, nice. When you see a big black tail rack, it you know, yeah. instantly gets you. Gets you going, yeah. right? But you could tell it was a young deer, right? right? Like 
three and a half year old deer and i'm like yeah you know like i'm in the similar boat so i'm watching this deer and long story short we have this very long intimate relationship back and forth back and forth back and forth i'd be he'd be there he wouldn't give me a shot i would be late he would be early he would be early i would be late like we're we're doing this dance right Mm -hmm. and long story short it was like down to like the last day or two i think mm-hmm. last couple of days of the and season. i have some incredible footage of me like full draw with my bow and i could have probably try and snuck a shot in there but but as doug knows and as i know quite well i had shot a deer the year or two two years prior uh the year before was it the year it was the year before i believe like close close like so this shot 10 yards yeah this shot's like it where where i'm hunting now is like 30 to 35 yards and where i had shot this deer before was like 15 yards and i'd shot and the deer ducked and in this classic doug can attest to this is when this when these blacktails their reflexes are so fast oh yeah incredibly uh, fast i'd probably say they're faster than a whitetail i would say they're faster than a whitetail for sure i'd say so too and, and we have <laughs> doug has footage to prove it this year like holy twice. cow twice and it's coming like is soon and and we're shooting really quiet like we're shooting carbon fiber the the psc yeah. like the really nice levitates yeah, yeah like these are nice quiet bows right super yeah. fast mm-hmm. state very, of the art brand new top yeah, of yeah. Yeah. And these deer, like they, they duck the string to a point to like where we're shooting low and it, and they pull that front leg back. Mm-hmm. And I, two, two or three years ago when I was shot that deer and I hit it right in the elbow. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we had to track this deer and it was a, it total, deflected it. It was a shit shot. Like totally deflected the arrow yeah. back and like ended up yeah. gut shot. Yeah. And that that's, was a long. That's the only. That's the only <sighs> benefits of having a heavy arrow. Yeah, and I mean the deer. The deer. Like that the deer died. Like I don't know. It was probably like an hour or whatever. But like I mean, we're talking in the middle of in the middle of the night. It was dark. We're in a rainforest. It's steep. It's up and down. It's thick. It's disgusting. It's wet. So, anyways, fast forward. Uh, so you don't want to do that again. You don't want to do that again. And I'm and I'm and I'm full draw on this bow. Thirty uh, ish yards, right? And, and, and so I'm standing there, I feel good. I've been shooting and the deer is there and the deer's, but his deer's walking and the deer's alert. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like if he ducks this freaking arrow and then if, yeah, I was, you know, and the million things are going through your mind, mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent different versus shooting like a muzzleloader or, or a modern rifle. rifle. So <laughs> you don't have a chance. Long story short, <laughs> I don't lose the arrow. I don't lose the arrow. Cause I'm like, I don't feel comfortable, right? Right. So this uh, fast Which forward, is a really hard thing to do. So hard. it is hard. It's so hard, and it's a good, it's a good buck, right? Yeah. I know it's a young buck, but it's a good buck. And fast forward to 2023, and um, I'm checking the cameras, and my neighbor, who has 40 acres above me, probably a mile above me, um, sends me a picture of a buck, and I'm like, oh, that's a good buck. Like this buck. This is like the Arnold Schwarzenegger body of deer. I mean, like this thing is yoked. It's huge. It's thick. It's massive. 
It's not like straight body to head. Yeah, like yes. <laughs> not a huge rack by any stretch of the imagination. Not it's, a huge rack. It's a nice buck though. It's a nice buck. Yeah. I'm not trying to shortchange him, but I wanna I wanna focus on the size of this deer's body is probably the biggest black tail I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like it's I would say pretty darn close to three hundred pounds on the hoof. Oh, easy. I mean yeah. and he's right around that three hundred pound mark, maybe it is, even more huge mm-hmm. <laughs> huge massive and if anyone wants to debate me on this uh i'm not going to send you pictures but if you want to come to my house and show me what a 300 pound deer looks like i will show you the pictures on my phone what a 300 pound deer and i've killed many 300 pound deer mm-hmm. so i can show you like okay this is what i'm gauging this against this this deer is this big and th- then the deer that obviously i shot uh and i know how much he weighs so uh Long story short, I see this massive deer and I'm like, oh my God, like this is like, this is a grandpapa of deer. Yeah. And you can tell he's older. Oh, super old. Yeah. Super. I guarantee his rack was bigger a year ago or two years ago. Mm -hmm. Like he's old, old. Like if I had to guess, I bet you he's, I'm going to say he's seven and a half. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's that big. No, I think you're probably right. He's massive. Massive. There's no way he's younger than six. No. And he's, the thing is he has a very distinct kicker. And the deer that I shot with James multiple years ago had this, and we called him kicker, right? Mm-hmm. Or stickers, mm-hmm. like has this weird, very unique sticker off the back of his antler. Mm-hmm. So this other deer comes in and I'm like, son of a gun. Wait a minute. That's not the same buck. Yeah. Because it was definitively, you could see how, than his neck was compared to the other oh, one. Yeah, it was oh yeah small his body was way smaller yeah and then i get to looking at the at the trail cam pictures a little more and i'm like wait a minute this deer has eye guards the other deer doesn't have eye guards and they have the same freaking sticker one's on the left one's on the right yeah same exact sticker and i'm like son i look at the, like this is like this is like the grandson or this is the son right this is a, yeah whatever right so I, I'm hunting him and I'm getting pictures and I'm texting Doug and I'm texting James and I'm texting James and I'm texting Doug and I'm like, I just missed him. I was right there and then I left and then it was he aggravating up, and it watch. was just, I'm, I'm at work and he's at the, he's on the bait. Yeah. Like, yeah, Doug always bitch. did like, ha ha face. Ha ha. <laughs> and I was, I was like, son of a, you know what? I mean, it, come I on. mean, that was the story of the whole season. It seemed like we were, they were there and we weren't. Yep. It was, I'm seeing him and I, and I, I would be like minutes away. Like I'm working down South and I'm driving back and I got to go. <laughs> my daughter has a cheer competition mm-hmm. in, in Anacortes. So I'm going from like Smoky Point to Anacortes and I'm driving by my exit. And my phone goes ding, ding. And I look and it's that buck at the feeder. The feeder's going off. And I'm like, I could just stop real quick. (laughs) (laughs) I could be the worst dad in the history of the world and miss my daughter's cheer competition. But I didn't stop. And I just kept going to that cheer competition. I'm like, oh, man, this deer is just it was uh, it was it it knew freaking new every every single time yeah i know you'd always text me like i i've been at the house all week and then this happens right as soon as i left as soon as i had to work like i'd have to go show a house or i'd have to go do this or whatever i'd have to go to cheer competition 
And then it was, I think it was a Sunday. He probably would wait until he heard your diesel fire up. And like, I think so. <laughs> I'm yeah. good to go. And come out. Right? Those deer are so smart. They're so freaking smart. So smart. They're reading all kinds of different things. Stuff that, that people don't probably 100%. even think about. No, 100% for sure. So I think it was a Sunday. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm getting up early, right? So I get up, it's dark. I grab a cup of coffee real quick. My wife's like, what are you doing? You know, she's half vampire. She doesn't sleep. So <laughs> she's already up. And I'm like, I'm going out to the, I'm going out to the deer blind. We're going, I'm going hunting. And she's like, okay, well, sounds cool. So I go out there. It's dark. It's like six o'clock. I sit there. I sit there at like 1030. My coffee's obviously gone. It's cold. Like I just got up and left and I'm like, this sucks. Like this, not the deer didn't come in. No deer have come in. I'm super irritated. I've been watching birds all day, but the house is like 80 yards away. So I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'll just walk over to the house. <laughs> so I go back to the house, get another cup of coffee. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I'll have some, I'll have some food. And I'm sitting there and my daughter's like, Hey, what are you doing, dad? I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna go back to the deer blind. And Dawn kind of looks at me and my wife and I'm like, Hey, kiddo you want to go with me to you know go like hunt deer and i'm doing air quotes hunt deer you know because it's not like yeah you know it's a good break in though yeah right. like you have the best redneck blind there is yeah mm -hmm. so she's like yeah i want to go so my daughter's eight and and so she goes upstairs and like 10 minutes later i'm like i'm yelling at her from downstairs i'm like hey what are you doing like <laughs> what what is taking you so long? She's like, I'm getting my outfit on. And I'm like, put something warm on. We're going right now. The deer are going to come. I know it. <laughs> so I don't have time for this. <laughs> so she hurries up, comes downstairs. She's got purple mittens on, uh, a pink jacket, like just like the classic <laughs> quintessential hunting gear. Yeah, right. right? It's it. perfect. And so I'm in this big hurry because the deer are going to come. So we go to the, we get to the blind, we sit there and it's like three hours go by, not a single deer. Right. <laughs> so by this oh, time we, we've done stretches and we've done yoga in the blind and, uh, like, you know, she's told all these dad jokes, which are hilarious pirate jokes. And then she like fell asleep on me. And so I'm sitting and we can't like really see out of the window. So I'm like sitting in this, in this chair and I had my phone and I would take my phone and I'd turn the camera on and I would like pick it up above so I could see through the window, right? And I'm looking up to see if there's any deer, right? And I bring it down and I sit there and it's like, she's sleeping on me and she's like this little furnace, you know, if you're a dad, you know. Oh, she's like, sleeping on you, oh, so you're trying me. super yeah. hard not to fall oh asleep God, too. Because okay, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. I have definitely, a, I have a, a problem with sitting in the blind and falling asleep. It's really bad. <laughs> oh my god! This is the real story of what's happened all yeah. season. I've fallen asleep for so many hours in the blind. <laughs> you sit there and see nothing for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, there's nothing there. Nothing going on. No. And yeah. now I got this hot little human on me. Yeah. Nice little heater. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. So I pick my phone up and I'm like, oh, there's a deer there, right? Yeah. And I have this freaking piebald white doe that's coming and she's like she's not like your traditional piebald like she's very much uh like almost like 
albino but a little bit blonde mm -hmm. right yeah so she's I'm, like a in between an albino and a in a piebald yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have a, a pink nose, she doesn't have pink very eyes. Very light blondish color hair, which yeah. is so strange, dude. It's a stunning deer. So, anyways, yeah. I, I wait, Gloria, oh, Gloria, there's a deer there. And she's like, <gasps> and so she gets up and she looks and she's like, Oh, dad, are we gonna shoot that one? I'm like, No, not that one. We want that one to have babies, right? Because yeah. I wanted to make a bunch of these little cool deer, yeah. And I'm super excited about this deer because I've been we've been watching it for a long time, yeah. And then, super so, rare. I have uh, I have the brand new loophole, the BX4 range finding binoculars, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I've been, and it's not that, I mean, we're shooting 35, 36 yards. Yeah. It's not that yeah. far. Right. But the glass is super good on mm -hmm. these binos, right? So as most people know, like I'm usually looking through my swirls. I have the swirl, uh, the EL range. And surprisingly, like these, these loophole binos are like comparable to these the glass wise like there's it's super good glass yeah so i'm like oh you know like glory do you want to look at this deer and she goes yeah so i like squeeze the eyepieces together and i put on them she's oh my gosh and i mean it's like it's incredible how clear these binos are like they're it's really really good so she's she's eight, again she's eight you know yeah looks through the binos and is like holy cow dad like this is so cool she's like do you want to look and i'm like yeah of course I want to look, <laughs> you know, all 35 yards away, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. and then, so I'm, and I get the binos and I look and I'm like, man, these, these are like really good binos. And I'm like clicking the buttons and farting around with them. And just up to the right of this deer, I have this big, huge tree, which a, which a game camera's mounted on. And just to the right of the tree, I'm like, what is that? And I see like a hoof underneath the tree. And I'm like, Gloria, there's another deer coming. And then I see this deer duck to get underneath the branch and it's the and it's a buck and it's a good buck and i kind of freak out a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> so i got the binos in my hand and i instantly put the binos down i look at her i'm like gloria we gotta be quiet <laughs> shut up no one says a word no. i'm like don't move don't move <laughs> and so it's 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 and again it's bow and muzzle loader season but my arms jacked up so i can't shoot my bow so i got james's muzzle or james's like i own a gun shop and james let me borrow his muzzle loader, which is awesome <laughs> it was yeah. It was the only time I've been of use to Chris for anything. <laughs> so I have his 50 cal muzzleloader set up already in the, in the, I got a fuel optics tripod. It's freaking awesome. Totally ready to go. And I'm like, okay, you gotta, you gotta, she's got these purple mittens on, right? And I'm like, put your, put your hands over your ears. It's going to be loud. I'm going to shoot this deer. She's like, we're shooting this deer. I'm like, I'm shooting this deer. <laughs> and I get on, and I had this whole plan about like how, like the deer was going to come in and which direction I wanted him to stand. And uh, I was going to shoot him in an exact spot. So if he ran off, he would go this way. And the deer took one freaking step into the sunlight. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> and I freaking hammered him with that 50 cal. Yeah. And just, Dropped, dropped him, him. Yeah, just right there just right there and i have this big like moultrie feeder and this freaking butthole falls over and kicks my moultrie feeder over breaks it right <laughs> and like kicks the shit out of it and my daughter's like dad you got it because again the big cloud of smoke comes yeah, out right right <clears throat> and she sees this deer fall over and kick my freaking feeder over and uh 
And we're like, we're hugging and high-fiving and she's just super jacked. Like, it was the coolest moment. Right. Freaking, like. Because this, this was her first. Oh, very first. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's yeah. eight years old. She's yeah. like, never really been on a deer. It's like, so it, this is what it's like, huh, yeah. Dad? Yeah. Like, and it wasn't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you know, like I said, don't get used to it. Yeah. Why, why do you always go on big, long trips then? <laughs> yeah, for dad? a month, Dad. When you could just do this right out of the house. Yeah, right? yeah. So we uh, we went out and took some pictures and it was it was super awesome. And, it, and honestly, it was my, it was uh, like James was saying, I'd never shot a blacktail with my muzzleloader i've shot i've shot way more blacktail with my bow than i mm-hmm. have anything else um i mean probably a dozen you know and i don't maybe one or two with my rifle and never with a with, with a muzzleloader and i shoot this buck and it was my biggest buck that i've shot i know with Dude, my, it was a with dandy yeah and like like you were giving doug shit this week about being a big man with a little buck, you know, like or, <laughs> right. or being a big man with a with a big buck and it looks average, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the same thing with that buck because when I went and looked at it, I was like, oh yeah, it's it looks like it's a nice buck, you know. And when you put when you put it on uh, the pictures and stuff, and and then I go and look at it in person, I'm like, damn, this is a nice buck. Like it's pretty good. Pretty it's a lot good. bigger than I, I, mean, I thought for it was. A Washington blacktail. I mean, let's be real. I mean, you see a lot of pictures on the internet of some right. blacktails. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's record book size, easy, like for Washington this size. Yeah. yeah, for the state. Both 100%. of you guys killed like really nice record book size blacktails. Yeah, the characteristics that your buck had was, was really cool. cool. Yeah. It's uh, So those of you who don't notice, know this, I posted on Doug's picture uh, and it was in a sorry. So Doug shoots a smasher blacktail and i post poor doug <laughs> and people were probably like what are you talking about what people don't know is like i'm i'm six four two sixty five dad doug's like six four two eighty you know and it's i'm bigger than most species out there yeah and his shoulders are this big and so the, well the problem is is you shoot anything I'm going to make it look small. Yeah, and you take a picture with your critter, and people are like, oh, that's an okay buck. You're like, no, this is a really big buck. Yeah. You know? Like, if I was... Just because I'm way bigger than it doesn't mean that's not big. Yeah. Like, you know, if I was... If I was holding it up, it looked like just the biggest buck of all time. Like, it was funny because, like, when I brought my buck over here, um, James's kid took a picture behind it, and the buck just looks huge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Like I'm gonna hire Kevin Hart's sake all my pictures. Yeah, my right? from maybe I just need to shrink myself. You know, like so honey, good. I shrink the kids. You know, just to <laughs> sit by. The yeah, we, that's why guys long arm it. You know, that is why I was trying to. I, was like, <laughs> I had my arm extended when I was holding them up. That's so awesome. So I was uh I was buck number two, and then. Doug and then in the meantime Doug had been the funny thing was is I actually my story which we're gonna tell now began began actually three years ago I had been keeping tabs on this book yep and last, I have the proof if I want to go through text messages I have pictures <laughs> yeah, of this how book many for pictures the last of this book I've added is incredible yeah and so then good. Had tons of pictures of him last year, and he was really starting to show out. And I gave him a nickname, Junior, because he reminded me of this huge blacktail I had on camera the first year I was hunting in this place. Which was probably, 
honestly his dad. Probably. Yeah. 100%. Because it looks exactly the same almost. Yeah. And he is a complete symmetrical black tail that. Almost a white tail rack. Yeah. Like a three by three with eye guards. So yeah, he like had a- eye guards ever since he started mm-hmm. growing. And last year I had tons of pictures, had a lot of cool pictures of him in velvet. And he was really getting me excited and he disappeared just out of thin air right before the season started. Yep. And he was gone all the way for a full year. He was gone. Never had him on camera, nothing. And then classic end of this October, that same buck shows back up. And oh my goodness. You th- so you thought he was dead. I thought he was either dead or he was just gone. Just gone. Just gone, gone. Because I've had I've had a couple bucks just disappear on me. And you have no idea because I mean I'm hunting on 40 acres and it's all surrounded by a lot of, you know, people that probably hunt too, which yeah. I actually ran into that this year. Just kind of a funny story. A <laughs> <laughs> neighbor shot the buck that I passed up twice in one day. <laughs> but anyway, so this buck junior, he shows back up end of October. So I'm back over there. And I passed up on a smaller buck that was probably his offspring. Mm -hmm. And he ended up disappearing. So he probably got shot too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We've And I was playing cat and mouse with Junior for, oh my gosh, so many days. There'd be days where he he showed up in the daytime probably more than I could even remember. Mm -hmm. Almost a dozen times he showed up during the day. Which is it's so nice when, crazy. when those mature bucks start showing up in daylight. But it, it gets your has, hopes up. Yeah. And it's all about being there. Because if you ain't putting in the time, your chances are not going to be good. And no. I, probably, I probably put close to 20 sits in this year just mm-hmm. for him. And there was a lot of days where I saw absolutely nothing yep. all day long. Sit there, see a bunch of squirrels come in. And then... Finally, after I waited until the late season came around, and I already hunted was in it, October. This was right when muzzleloader opened, right? No, it was the late season for modern. Oh, that's right. Because there's right. three day, there's four days in mm-hmm. November before Thanksgiving weekend where it's oh, the yeah. modern season. Yeah. And I went and sat that whole time, and I passed up a three point. That was probably Junior's, one of his sons, because mm-hmm. he had the same exact characteristics as Junior did when he was younger. He was right. a three by, he was about to split. You could see he was starting to grow an eye guard. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I can't do it, you know. Two, two and a half year old dude. Yeah, two and a half year old. Yeah. He was a really nice looking buck. He was super healthy. He had a big old body on him. I passed him up twice. <laughs> as and I was, I was wa- giving Doug shit too. <laughs> as I was, I was walking to my truck. All of a sudden, I hear a bang on the property next door. I'm like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Because that bucket just walked right over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, "Wow, okay. Well, this is gonna be my hunting season. I know where this is going." <laughs> so I'm Poor playing Doug. cat and mouse. <laughs> it was super tough. Talk about most stressful and like 
just the mental aspect of trying to hunt these creatures is just unbelievable. Like you really got to knuckle down even when you just have to commit, you just have to keep going. Mm -hmm. You push through the struggles. So here comes Thanksgiving weekend, right? I'm planning on going over East and hunting on the East side. Thanksgiving weekend Mm -hmm. because there wasn't really a whole I wasn't getting Mm -hmm. a whole lot going on and Thanksgiving night I get pictures of a new buck that I named Forks who has got forks on both sides like this Mm -hmm. and Junior shows up and he's a big four by four right and then tons of does and I'm like I don't know what I'm going to do I really don't. So ended up decided to stay home and not go over to the east side and hunt over here. That morning at eight o'clock, sure enough, Junior shows up. And I'm like starstruck that this is happening, right? That like he's there. This tart the target buck that I'm waiting for finally shows up and I'm sitting there for yeah. Two years you wanted to shoot him. Yes. Two years I wanted to shoot him. Yeah. Finally shows up. He comes in. He never really gives me a broadside shot. And from all the pictures that I saw on camera, he was only there for about 10 minutes. He would eat for 10 minutes and then he'd be gone. So I knew my time was short. And when he came in, he just started eating immediately. And he never really moved or turned or anything. So I'm like, well, I either got to make a shot or he's going to walk out of my life. Yeah. And to to preface this, where Doug's sitting, there's like a hump and you can't, it's not like they're on the same plane. The deer is below them, but there's a hump of earth in the way. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, it's not an ideal. You can see him, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So So the view from the camera is actually higher than where i am right so and then not only that is the fact that like he said there is it's not just a hump is because my buddy he built this flat spot and it just so happens to be like right where my hunting spot is (laughs) and i kind of changed it up because i actually have a tree stand in there but i decided to not hunt out of the tree stand and i put a blind in Mm -hmm. because i know how nasty the weather is yeah, and there and was a lot of if rainy you're days. All day in the blind, you want to be comfortable. Yeah. yeah, so he gives me a quartering two shot, and he never really turns fully broadside. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. He's got his head down, and we're talking. It's probably 27 yards. Okay. I let her fly, and what does this deer do? He ducks my arrow. Yep. I hit him. Classic. But where I hit him, you wouldn't believe it hit just below the spine and went out the other side and didn't do a damn thing. Oh, no, it wasn't below the spine. No, it was below the spine. It went underneath the spine. So, oh, did it go? Because from the... Well, we know because we dissected. So either way, he came in above the spine and then came the out. Deer, below the deer, where he, the perspective of where I am, he's right. still below me. Right. I'm still shooting yeah. downhill. Yeah. Whether or not like what it looks like, the angle and the 
in the camera. Mm-hmm. He's still down below me. And it hit him just below the spine. It went through. It didn't look like it hit any bone. No. We thought it did. Uh, we, from, I, the, from the sound yeah, of the video, it, sounded like, it was so loud. It sounded like, it, sounded like it hit like a really big bone. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he took off. And, oh, man. It you can was, see it in was the such a wild, oh. soul-crushing. <laughs> The it, emotion, emotional roller thought, coaster was crazy. I'm sending, for a while. I'm sending the video to James. Like I'm taking video of the camcorder. <laughs> yeah. Like it was so bad. He's like, "What do it's you like, think about this?" I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to see, but it's super hard to see." So I'm like, "All right, well, I don't know." He ran off. We knew you hit him, though. I hit. I I knew I hit him. So I went home. I put the. Uh, footage on my computer blew it up put it in slow-mo did all the stuff and sure enough i was aiming like if he was quarter i was aiming kind of like right here Mm -hmm. and when he ducked he ducked the arrow probably like almost a foot by the time it got to him Mm -hmm. from where i was aiming so it went from basically hitting here to hitting about halfway down his body and came out just in front of his back leg, right? And but not didn't didn't go through the gut. Didn't didn't go hit anything. Didn't no. touch a single. Didn't hit vital a, organ. Nothing. Which we got to look at. Which was really crazy. It and was then, super so, crazy. So the next day, I I I I was I let him lie, but he actually never laid down. No. He just ran off. So I went. Let him overnight. I let him overnight. I went back in there and I never found any blood until I was about close to about 100 yards away from where I shot him. But before that, you did call James and say, hey, do you have a blood light? Mm-hmm. And James calls me. Hey, do you have a blood light? And I'm like, no. So I got an Amazon. I buy a blood light that night. Overnight. By the way, they're pieces of shit. Okay. Don't waste Don't your money. Buy a blood light. They're garbage. What? A waste of a hundred dollars. Oh gosh. Don't do it. That's, That's so, funny. so funny. Yeah. And <laughs> what's even better about that is actually because once I, I finally did find blood, but it was so far away from where I shot him, I was already kind of like, mm, I yeah. don't know about mm. this. And it was just spots. Yeah. Like I wasn't finding like big puddles of blood anywhere. He never looked, it never seemed like he stopped. Well, and even from a flesh wound, they can bleed quite a bit at times. Yeah. But well, then it look, eventually it looked, like he, it looked like he never stopped. Like he was, he, was on the run and then eventually he started it probably walking. Gave him a, it was like, ow, what was that? And then he just kept going. Yeah. And then it finally petered off to where I couldn't see anything. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Like, what should I do? Is it, my buddy's gone that lives there, the house I'm, or the property I'm hunting on. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe my dog will help. You know, he's never really done this before, but he's a hunting dog and he's got a nose on him. Like you can't believe. So I go and get him. I show him, he sniffs the blood and he can kind of tell, you know, gives it a little lick. The dog just is a hunting dog and sure as shit, he's kind of following the path of where the blood's going 
I know where it is, obviously, because I followed it until I couldn't figure out where it went anymore. And my dog went the exact direction I went. Hmm. And that blew me away. I was like, oh, so that's that's good to know. Right. And it got to the point to where the search kind of was like, you know what? There's no more blood. I'm not finding like a lot of blood. Right. I, I don't I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm going back in my mind thinking about the shot. Is was it a fatal shot? Was it not? Is yeah. he are we gonna find him on the neighbor's property right. a week later? Yeah. You know, it's it's a gut shot. Like I'm just it looks like it it to me, like, you know, you're all you're obviously armchair quarterback at this at this time, right? So like Doug shoots his deer. He sends us a video. I watch a video. I'm like, ooh, that doesn't look good. Yeah. That's real. That's it's high and it's back. And it's like, it's surprising to me that it doesn't spine the deer, right? <laughs> like I'm like, man, how did he not spine that? Yeah. Deer? Right. Because it's 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 high enough. It looks right there for yeah. a spine shot. Yeah. And then there's it's it's back, so anyone who's listening can imagine, like, you know, we're talking boiler room, you got your diaphragm, you got your liver right behind the diaphragm, then you got it's your guts, and it's like it's guts area. But it's above that. So if you I mean, even if you nick the guts, like yeah, they can go chance, yeah, you, they're gonna they're gonna die eventually, right? Mm-hmm. So Doug shoots his deer and I'm like, oh, dude, Doug, I don't know. Like, just keep on it. Maybe we'll look for ravens or I don't know. Dude, that like, was kind of where I was at. It's yeah. like I've I literally pretty much gave up. Like to the point where it was like, I'm not gonna find this deer. And I hope he survives, right. but the chances are that not good. Not good. I'm thinking not good. Someone's gonna, you know, we're gonna be finding ravens well, circling and we had gone back and forth. And I think I told you at one point, I was like, Doug, there's a good chance that deer's gonna live well from where it got hit. You know what's even funnier is I shot that buck at eight o'clock in the morning. I sat there until about 10 30 thinking of what I should do, and then I went home. Come two o'clock. Forks showed up in front of my bait that same day, which was the other huge buck that was showing up over there. The one that was way more inconsistent. Yeah. Huh. Same day. Just showed up a couple hours later. (laughs) It's like, yeah, shit. And I'm I'm sitting at home on my couch because I just shot a buck, you know, waiting to go in there the next day to go look for him. Right. (laughs) And there's that other one, and so other you, one just, and you wouldn't like, have shot it anyway because you would have thought, okay, there's a good chance that Junior's dead. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, and so, like, little my you know. mind is, like, literally ready to just explode. Like, <laughs> hunting is just, like, it's dragging me down. Like, the worst possible way. So I'm just super down. We kept sending Doug memes. <laughs> <laughs> I go in there the next day, don't have any luck. We figure this guy's either going to die probably in a week or two or whatever from his injury. And we didn't know. We didn't know. And we weren't going to expect him to ever show back up. At least I didn't think he would ever show back up. But I shit you not. I thought he would. Two days later. Bullshit. 
two days James later. James is not the glass half full kind of guy. I said maybe maybe he'll show back up. Maybe, again. maybe he will. And, and the funny thing was, is I, I hunted that that Sunday, and nothing showed up on that Sunday. Really. Monday comes around, and Junior shows up at the same time that I shot him on Friday, eight o'clock. Two days later. Two days later. After really? getting shot through his body. Yeah. So I'm, I was shocked. I was like, <laughs> I thought that there was a chance, but I didn't think two days later. I thought no. maybe a week, maybe yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. If he 100%. makes it. The fact know? that he showed up at all is what blew me away. So very, very surprising. So that got my hopes up. You know, kept tabs on him. He showed up, I think, two days in a row. And then he disappeared for two weeks after that. So he's dead. So we're, I thought he was dead. <laughs> we, the, we were starting to think that. Like, I oh, was maybe, starting to right? think that. He sure yeah. came I mean, to his injury. The rut like, was pretty much over. Mm-hmm. You so know? You, and you didn't kill him Monday, Tuesday because you're at work, right? I was at work, yes. Okay. I got the picture and I'm at work. <laughs> I'm like, really? This is, of course, it's my luck. Should have won the lotto. It'd been like that the whole season. You show up in the daytime, and here I am at work. You know, right? <laughs> Sitting there, pounding dirt with an excavator, and yeah. there's your buck. Or I'm about to get in my car to go home, and the buck's there, right? Mm. And I'm an hour and a half away from <laughs> me getting there. Mm. You know, so it's like way too late. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, two weeks after that point come, and I don't know what to do, right? I'm like, I'm still pounding it out. I got to get out there because you ain't going to make it happen if you ain't putting in the time. You're not mm-hmm. going to shoot him from the couch. No. So I think you had texted me pictures of a couple little bucks that had just showed yeah, up over at your place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm like full on desperation mode, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, if it's brown, it's down. You know. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm going over there, Chris. So I made up my mind I was going to go over to Chris's house. I wake up the next morning and I look at my phone and forks showed up and a couple other does. And it just so happened that throughout like that whole time frame of this whole season, whenever one of those big bucks showed up, the other one showed up a couple hours later. Hmm. It was really strange. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out why Some sort of a weird pattern yeah the pattern yeah. was always like the pattern was there but you never knew what deer was gonna show up right so i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do because my target buck never showed back up fork showed up which is he's such a random buck mm-hmm. and then you got deer over your place so i'm like i don't know i'm gonna flip a coin so i flipped a coin <laughs> <laughs> and I knew in my gut that I should have just went and sat over in the place in right. my, my spot. Yeah. yeah. So I'm over at your place. Because you flipped a coin. Because I flipped a coin. The coin it, said. And the coin said to go to your place. So I did. What an idiot, Doug. <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at my phone. Sure enough, at 8 o'clock, Junior shows up at my other spot. And I'm like, well, here we are again. <laughs> here we are again. <laughs> I, the ultimate game of cat and mouse continues. I remember going out there and talking to you. You told me that. And well, I Well, not only that, is Chris forgot to unlock his shop that morning. Oh god. 
And I, well, we stayed out late. We did something the night before, like a birthday party. I don't remember what we did, but I mean, we stayed. No, out. he. You said he came over. Something was late. Was it the night? Long story. I short, don't remember. I probably had too many cocktails. Long story short, I woke up at like eight. And <laughs> don't, don't give yourself that. It was nine o'clock. Which okay, you finally responded. It was eight fifty-seven. I'm sitting, still start with an eight. I'm sitting in the carport behind one of your trucks. <laughs> hunting hunting <laughs> hunting right oh uh, man what and then shop? finally finally went up in the up in the shop and yeah so fast forward to fa- so <laughs> so fast forward the, the next weekend was uh this last weekend after that and it'd been this would be been the fourth week after that I shot junior, I went in there and I'd been having him come in randomly. Um, I put another bag of food out on the Wednesday and junior showed up probably four times in two days. Hmm. It seemed like he was really getting hungry. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like when you, the rut, when the you rut, shoot a deer, the, the, the rut, the rut strung him out. And I think this injuring was a him, long get rut shot. This year, too. It was a su- yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> the super long rut. When I get shot, I get super. So normally shoot. those of you who know blacktail rut usually starts like middle to late October. And then we'll run through like maybe end of November ish. And then it's done. Yeah. I mean, it had been going, it was still going, and it was after yeah. Thanksgiving. And it went through Thanksgiving into December, even like the first It was like weeks. the first weekend, but that, the first weekend was like the second and third. But mm-hmm. still, it went really late. Yeah, into December. And the fact that he was just showing up all the time was just... He was hungry. He was very, very hungry. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to give it a shot. Go in there Saturday. I didn't see anything on saturday but the weather was right so he wasn't on like a pattern at this point he was just um kind of coming he in was not on, he was not on a pattern at this point beforehand he was on like every three days it mm-hmm. seemed like he would be there like once or twice but it's funny because we had just talked about that about the weekend thing the mm-hmm. saturday thing it was like it would always happen on a Saturday. He would well, show up in the daylight, right? And that's what I'm saying is every time I would put new food out was right before the weekend. Right? Uh-huh. It was either a Wednesday or a Thursday. I was putting new food out, and it was just it was like clockwork. These mm. deer were starting to get used to that. Right. So that Saturday didn't see anything, and I we mean, there's a chance. There's a, there's a chance, but I I don't know. It's right. it. Like my, I'm, the mental game in my head is just right. like <laughs> just, you just I, I, the struggle only thing you can so do difficult. is go there. You just have you just have to put the time in. I mean, you're gonna sit there all day long and not see a single thing, which I did a lot of times. <laughs> and that's that after that hunt, I was like, I don't even know if I want to hunt the next day. You know, in my mind, and I'm like, you know what? You know what? Screw it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. So I get up or I get up even earlier. And I mean, it's not getting light until like almost like 7 30, 8 o'clock. Because you're the last guy, Doug, and we are giving you tons of shit. It was it was <laughs> like, December December 17th. I mean, yeah. 
This is the latest I've ever shot Dude, anything. To J- kill a black, big, mature black till like James that, and that I late? are giving Doug tons of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like you gotta, you can't be going to work. You need to be out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, I'm like, Doug, quit your job. Come on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kill this deer. Oh my god, you gotta it's kill like, him. Quit sending me pictures. It's like I can't help it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so December seventeenth, I get up super early. After spending an entire day, entire in the day, yeah, car. from dark to dark, like, and not seeing a single thing, it's mm. it's, it's tough, tough to do. Dude. And you free, I mean, this December, right? I tried to give you a little bit cold. of a pep talk, like, Doug, tomorrow might be the day. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, God, James did you great. said something like, Lord, I hope so, or something, because <laughs> if it doesn't happen, I don't know. Uh, uh, it was bringing me down i was in a dark place it was really tough i had shot this buck and oh man i didn't know what to do with myself so i just kept trying it's so good the day finally comes i get over there and i had a a doe and a yearling that had been there seemed like every single day i think they were local deer they pretty much live there mm-hmm. they were there like right when i got there so like trying to get into my blind was kind of like ah, shit you know like i gotta try and sneak in here i know they don't care because i've right. literally walked straight to my blind where they've been standing there eating on my bait and it just kind of like run off to where you can't see them right and then i'll get in my blind and then they'll come right back hmm. <laughs> they're probably just used to they're used to me literally yeah, yeah. which to that doe, it doesn't really bother me. But if it was like a buck in there, I don't want right. to right. associate myself with them, like kind of seeing me. Right. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to try and sneak in there. And it was like dark, dark. And I'm not going to turn on a flashlight or nothing. I'm just going to walk in there in the dark because I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. It's just down this road and then kind of like in the trees a little bit. So I started walking in there. And I could hear them. They had like walked off into the brush and I could hear them walking through the stuff. I'm like, all right, whatever. They're over there. They're gone. Can not have to worry about it anymore. Finally get in my blind. I sit down, wait all morning. It's like, I don't know, nine o'clock. I'd already slept probably an hour and a half worth. Because I got in my blind in the dark. So I slept until it got light. Because I think I caught in my blind at like 6.30 and it didn't get light until like almost after 7.30. So, and then not only that, it's cold. You're not looking at anything other than squirrels. Doug's sleepy. I'm like on my phone trying to stay awake at the same time. And while I'm sitting there on my phone, I, you know, I'm taking a glance up at my bait to see if there's anything in there. Because from the left side, if the deer comes in from the left side. I can't see them until they're right on my bait because of that flat spot Mm because they can come around it and then then you can see them. Well, I'm sitting there on my phone and I look up and I see Rack. He just put his head up and then put his head down. And I'm like, oh, shit. And immediately I put my phone in my pocket and turn the camera on. And I was like, it's game time, right? And he literally had just shown up. I just somehow caught him like when he had just shown up. And I sat there, I shit you not, for 25 minutes until he finally gave me a shot. Wow. I held it together for 25 <laughs> minutes. That's pretty impressive. Dude. 
before he gave me a shot. And then once he finally did, oh, man. Hammer time? Hammer time. Hammer time. So you're give, sitting there for 25 minutes just watching him. He's yeah, not trying to shot. hold myself together. Like I'm like knowing like, okay, here comes and the buck fever. And you know it's him. I know it's him. Yeah. So you're like, he's bad. He's definitive. I mean, he's huge. Yeah. Like, it's hard to not know. Oh, that, oh, I wonder if that's Junior. No, it's it's Junior. So yeah. in that 25 minutes, did you draw at all? No. Not once. I only drew one time, and that's when I let my arrow fly. Really? Yeah. Because when he came in, he stopped, and he never moved. The only time he ever moved was he picked his head up. Hmm. <laughs> you didn't think about shooting him in the neck? <laughs> <laughs> I did that on the first shot, and that's what got me in trouble. Uh, so he finally, and he actually turned around, and it looked like he was about to walk back out the same way he came in. And if he would have done that, I would have been in real trouble. And yeah. I was literally like in my mind thinking, if he walks this way, I'm literally going to jump out of this blind and go like <laughs> run over there kamikaze style. Right. Because I'm not, You're coming this, down I'm not letting this buck get away. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, please, Lord God, just turn this deer and put him two steps. Right. Right. Sure enough, he takes the two steps over to where I am and give him the old meh. No, it wasn't meh. It was meh. <laughs> I probably, like startled the deer. I was, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, in the film, yeah, in the footage, you can see that it startled him for yeah. sure. <laughs> he like jumped out of his skin for a second. He uh, was like, whoa, what was that? But then, it did stop him. And then I was hunting with a bow and I let her rip. And he was probably almost probably 30 yards at this point because he was just past my bait and he was literally about to walk away mm. like for good stopped him let her fly and i compensated this time for the duck because i knew that it was probably going to happen again i was shocked how much he ducked the arrow because you're shooting were you shooting your heavy bow mm-hmm so Doug's shooting an 80-pound bow. Yeah, but I'm also shooting a... You're shooting a heavy arrow, but at the same time, you're shooting an 80-freaking-pound bow. Yeah, yeah. Like, my arrows are still pretty quick. This deer ducked, I mean, eight inches at least? At least on you the know? first shot. Yeah. yeah like, the first time I shot him, it was at least eight inches yeah. by the time the arrow got The second home. shot, he he had a pretty good duck, too, This when mm -hmm. you killed him. Yeah. Yeah, and not only did he duck, but... For some reason, like Chris had that problem, he hit that buck in the elbow. I did the same mm -hmm. thing. Freaking elbow. Same exact yeah. thing. Like I, because when they jolt, yeah, it's they kick they that kick that, that leg that back, leg back, yeah. yeah. And if you look at the arrow path of my arrow in slow mo, the arrow when he ducks down is literally going to go right into his heart. Mm -hmm. But the prod had literally clipped the tip of his elbow, mm -hmm. and it deflected down. And it hit like the bottom of the brisket. Right. And it hit the other leg on the other side. But I think when he finally took off, the arrow kind of pulled back into him. And then when he took off, the broadhead was inside of him and the right. arrow was going up and down and it just trashed him. Yeah. Right. Cause it was a, I, it was hard to tell if it was like you hit the artery or if it hit, you know, like I was like, I was thinking, man, how did it hit the lungs? 
But it totally makes sense. I think yeah. it pulled it back in. Yeah. He only went, what, 30 yards or something like that? Yeah. Well, he ran about mm, 30, 40 yards. Yeah. And then there was this down tree across the trail. And as soon as he jumped over that tree, it snapped the arrow off. Because um, I found my arrow right before that tree. Really? And the blood, I, and immediately after I shot him, after the time before that, I was like, okay, let's go see if there's blood like instantly right next to the bait. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see any right there at the bait. I knew where he went, so I kind of walked that way. And I started finding blood like immediately, but it was just like spots, like little tiny spots. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, like, no. And the funny thing was is like, the first time I shot him, I was super jacked. I was screaming like, ah, oh, yeah, I got him. You know, this time I shot him, and I didn't say a peep. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm yeah. all jacked up for nothing. Right. So I walk down there. I find the arrow. I'm like, okay, this is good. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it a little bit. And just on the other side of the tree from where I could see before I went and kind of look, I saw like a huge spot of blood. I'm like, okay gave it about an hour went and stripped down all my camo because i had like four or five layers on <laughs> I have you're, na- fo- you're napping you're not napping yeah i was sitting there cold so i get back down there and as soon as i get on that big spot of blood that arrow must have snapped off and it just unleashed everything out of his body cavity because it was literally like a line really for about 30 yards he went about 20 more yards down the trail took a left and went about 10 yards and he was done toasted just done he was probably done in five minutes from when i shot him smasher black tail big four by four the coolest thing about him is he's 100 percent symmetrical Mm -hmm. like like within an inch probably on each side symmetrical I think to me, I mean, I've shot a fair amount of blacktail here in Western Washington and they, they're not big, they're not big deer period. No. Like physically they're not big deer body wise. Antler wise, they're typically not big deer either. And when they're, when they, when they do get big, they're like, they're very basket buck. They come together like a wide deer. Like if you went like tip tip from the front of the antler, like, like the buck that I shot is like eight inches wide. You know, it's not a big right. deer from the right? front tips. Yeah. yeah, they're not they're not wide deer. Period. No. And your deer was like twenty inches freaking wide, which it may not sound big to a lot of people, but no, it's freaking huge for a blacktail. Yeah, yeah, his, huge. He was, I think, eighteen and a half to his widest point on the outsides, and then from the front tips. He was 17 and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when he went out and got he wide, stayed he stayed wide. wide. Yeah. So he kicked out like yeah. that. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And it, I mean, he had a lot of mass. Yeah. Dandy buck. Yeah. Should have let him grow another year. <laughs> <laughs> With my luck, Jim. Oh, man. I'm just kidding, Doug. Classic. All these guys on the internet. Sure, would have let him grow another yeah, year. I Shut up. Let, you know what I would have done? You would have never seen him again. If you, you know what I would have done? Shot him as a two point in my yard. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and what an adventure that was. I mean, it was just such a cool story. And the funny thing was, is I never got buck fever. 
Really? Until I got over here. Yeah, and then Doug starts. I shows shaking. up. I showed up to James, and I get out of the truck, and I'm like, I, I got him, Jim. I got him. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> literally, I literally just sat through like. It took me like almost two hours to get up here from where I was because I sat through an hour traffic. Really? Just with this dead buck in the With back. a dead buck in the back of my truck. I'm just like, no excitement at all. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was the the craziest thing. Like I had like a adrenaline rush dump just like immediately. Like you didn't realize I, what you had done. No. Yet. Yeah. Dandy bond. And I get here and I'm like, Jim, I did it you got him <laughs> it's a lifetime's worth of waiting and yeah. hunting big bucks and, and i mean it was definitely not the most physical hunt but the mental struggle of that mm -hmm. like i don't know it's so hard to deal with hey i was in the middle of a hike with my family and i got i mean obviously doug had called me right we went back and forth and then we were texting back and forth and then he sent me a picture of it dead and I was in the middle of the hike with the kids and I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. And Tiffany's like, what are you doing? I'm like, Doug got him. He got him. And then I was like showing the kids and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they don't even know what's going on. They're just yeah. like, yeah, big buck dead. I'm like that's Doug's. Doug got him. Yeah, Doug. And then I took all the pictures and then Chris is giving me shit because it makes it look small <laughs> i did i did i was like quit taking all the pictures of your buck with yourself and it was you're, funny because person to do it because i shot him i drug him out of the brush probably 40 feet and then it just so happened that my buddy that lives there he was home so i'm like hey come down here and he comes down there with his tractor Nice. They load them up in the tractor and, oh, the best. and put them right in the back of my truck with the tractors, like almost zero effort, right? You know, You're like perfect. This is like, this is what I'm talking about. I yeah. put all this mental struggle into this deer and he's literally given me the easiest that's, pack out. That's what it's all about. You know, couldn't ask for anything better. Come over here, get to celebrate with the buddies. Mm-hmm. And then tonight we finally cut them up and we got to feasted feast on some of the reward and mm -hmm. good Lord. He is mighty tasty. We ate a lot of it too. <laughs> we, I don't, I don't think you people realize how much meat we ate tonight. This little pile that we started with, that was like, uh, that's like that half of what we ate maybe if that, cause we probably, yeah, no, probably more than half. Well, your daughter ate that much. I know. <laughs> we had my daughter out we here. Probably ate, she was eating like we probably whole ate plate. like five pounds. Of Dude, like we meat. easily ate five pounds. <laughs> easily. Uh, and it we was ate just two, so good. two entire. We I think we ate both tenderloins. Sorry, I, Doug. I, I know, <laughs> that's okay. And I think we ate like a big chunk of backstrap and then uh, some random meat. Dude, it was so good. all of it was good. It was good. And really it good. wasn't didn't taste all rutted up either. Mm. No, not at no. all. I mean, he's been eating corn for a long time. So he, he didn't have a lot of fat on him at all. I mean, he had nothing used dude. up all that. And the coolest thing about it that we didn't touch on that at all about the the wound itself. Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. It was cool because it was like completely healed, healed over, perfectly healed. Yes, perfectly no healed. No infection. No infection whatsoever. 
which uh, was crazy. It had like a little was a I wouldn't call it a cyst. What would you call that? Like a It was just like a little bubble so like in the silver skin on the back strap. I cut it off and I thought for sure there was going to be some sort of like pus or yeah. smell or something mm-hmm. because it went through the back strap like very clearly through mm-hmm. the back strap right through the center of it yeah much. and so like you have a if i'm sure if you've ever you know cut up your critter so there's a pretty thick layer of silver skin on that back strap so i cut it off and there's there's like a there's like a two layer right there right and so the top one with that has like this and it totally looks like some sort of like cis pustule type thing yeah and i and i very carefully like take that layer of silver skin between that other layer of silver skin and I pull it back and I smell it and it nothing nothing it's yeah. just all it was was scar tissue it was yeah it was it was like hard mm-hmm. it was just a lump of scar tissue and I'm like how is this possible like not even a month later zero infection mm-hmm. completely healed completely healed over it was crazy yeah and mind blowing. And even and even the the entrance wound through the hide was completely healed up too. Yep, it was a scar. It was a scar. The hair wasn't there. there. The hair wasn't there. It was a scar, and there looked like a teeny bit of blood that had like dried up into like a scab mm-hmm. that was left. That was it. That's crazy. And then on the other side where the arrow came out, I never was find able it. to find mm-hmm. the exit hole. In the we hide. found like a spot on the hydra that was like right. a little bit, like it wasn't even a, like a scar. It was yeah. just like, it was like, eh, something I think might have happened here. It was hard here. to tell. Yeah. Yeah. But like when I was cutting the back strap, it was like you could amazing. barely even yeah. tell that the back strap was damaged. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. The arrow Super went cool. through and through. And Man. we found another interesting thing on that buck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As we were this, doing the, the last... processing, it was like one of the last pieces of meat that I was going through. And I find this little like grayish lump in the piece of meat. And I'm like, what is this? Right on the edge. It's of the... like I've shown a lot of birds, you know, and like picked out bird shot before. So I'm like, this kind of is reminding me of something. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, guys, what is this? And so Doug comes over to me and he's like, what's this right here? And I'm like, I feel it. And I'm like, man, it's hard. And I take my knife and I just like kind of like cut around it. And sure as shit, it's a 177 cal pellet that was lodged in the tenderloin. Clear as day, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I have it. I'll show totally I'll post a picture of a, it at some point. Someone put a pellet in a pellet rifle and shot. I mean, a good pellet rifle, too. Oh, yeah. Because it was lodged in the tenderloin. Yeah, someone tried to someone tried to shoot this buck. I don't know if it was like, "Hey, get out of my garden." I think it was like a "Hey, get out of my garden" type of thing. But at the same time, like they shot it with like a superpower. So as far as we know, it's definitely anti hunters from Washington Wildlife First that shot that pellet gun into this thing because they were trying to protect their garden. So, Uh, yep, (laughs) hundred percent. Well, I did you guys a service, and I took care of that buck for you, so you don't have to worry about your garden anymore. (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> so you're welcome. Yeah. Last and, piece of meat. And Chris is going to go after that last piece. Oh, there's, um, a little, there's, there's a little, little baby. There's a little piece in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So this season was definitely one for the books. Mm-hmm. We all shot blacktails this year, which is pretty crazy here pretty in Washington. Yeah. The way we started with all of our plans, it's crazy we all ended up with blacktails. Yeah. That's the good thing about having a multi-season. Well, you 100%. Start, you start with these like grandiose plans of like, 
this is what we're going to do. Yeah. This is how it's going to go down. But it's like, I got 20 points. Oh, I got 20 points. I got 20. Oh, we're going to create these great tags. And then you realize that our state's run by a bunch of shitheads. <laughs> and you never get drawn for anything, which I never will after saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you just shoot blacktail in your yard. And that's yeah. okay. And it's great. It was a great time. I had a really I, good time. I like they're delicious. Yeah. If you go into my garage, you can see that I don't care. I like shooting blacktails. Oh. And I like putting meat in the freezer. Yep. So we should probably wrap this up. We've been going a while. So yeah. back to the uh, February 9th. February, February 9th. 9th. Releasing our film. Come and join us. Have some fun. Maybe have a beer too. And talk some some hunting stories we'll talk and some hunting and enjoy the film and maybe win something so tickets are going to be on sale through the lincoln theater in mount vernon washington sorry i have a mouthful of blacktail right now it's delicious and we'll put the link up on our website and also on the instagram yep. once that comes available uh it's 25 bucks what you get with that is we're going to give away a bunch of stuff we have tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff to give away um you know, we have uh, stuff from our a bunch of our sponsors, Loophole, um, hopefully, uh, you know, Montana Knife Company and Black Rifle Coffee and um, Caribou Gear, potentially Benchmark Barrels, um, Tamrac, uh, Hunter Orange, and then even Cantrell Outdoors is going to have uh, some firearms there. So, um It'll be worth your it'll be worth your while just to show up. Even if you don't want to watch a film, you could still win some super cool stuff. So mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be a really good time. It'll be good uh, fellowship with everybody. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think so. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, I can't wait. It's gonna be a good time, and it's you guys should on. all be there. And what I didn't mention was that a portion of the proceeds. So we oh, did yes. we did yes. a uh, we did a big fundraiser for Sportsman's Alliance, and those of you who are not. Um, up to snuff on the Sportsman's Alliance are the ones who sued the State Fish and Game Commission, which we're a big fan of because our Fish and Game Commission is very much anti-hunting and they're trying to take away all of our hunting heritage. So we are going to kick in some money to uh, Blood Origins, to Robbie. Mm -hmm. And so uh, a portion of the proceeds from this film is going to be donated to Robbie. So uh, the more people that show up, more people that spend money on the raffles and the games and all this other stuff we have, the more money that's going to go to Blood Origin. So we would appreciate that mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, Blood Origins is a really good organization who focuses their message on the perception of hunting. And the importance and of it. The importance of it and the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. And not only to hunters, but also to mostly their focus goes on to the non-hunting community and trying to get that message across. So, right. and I really do think that that is our biggest battle that we face as hunters today. And, and we're hoping that this film brings a lot more people to the understanding of why we do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. <clears throat> All right, Doug. Bring us home. Well, like we said before at the beginning, this is our last podcast of the year. We're wrapping up this season since this is uh, December and the holidays are coming up and we'll be starting another season here come after the holidays. But until then, stay humble and hunt hard. <laughs>